I'm not in a neighborhood with woodpeckers, but like you still have to you still have to worry about woodpeckers. Yeah. yeah. Woodpeckers and octopuses. That's Well, and bees. They were talking about bees. Like they moved <laughs> because there were bees. I'm like, just This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 161 of The Real Word. Word is up. All right, Zillow conversation has been ridiculous. We're going to obviously recap what we talked about last week. Brad Inman wrote an article on it. We've got people potentially regretting their COVID purchases, and the Marketeer of the Week is all about the love letters. Not from Valentine's Day, but... Ooh, that was a good little segue. Yeah, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? Anything? Uh, no. No. Nope. Not, I right. didn't. I, I, no. Did you? No. No. no it was I a Sunday. So. No. no. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was Sunday. Yep. All right. I, I think I was you flying. You flying. Yeah, yeah. All right. Brad Inman, opinion piece. This just came out. Don't blame Zillow. Blame your leaders. Racket number one. And Zillow. They have delivered tangible value to agents while the legacy industry stood still. Now Zillow has become the industry's octopus. It's tentacles reaching everywhere. Mm -hmm. I love I love just looking at octopuses. Uh, I thought you liked. Um, Is it octopi? Should I say octopi? Is it not I, octopuses? No. I well I I I. I, 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 it can't be, that cannot be right. <laughs> it has to be, be octopi. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's just octopus. Like that's like the, 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 but plural. the plural, that could be the plural and the singular. Let's it's just, mm. yes. I thought we thought you liked the stingray, the, the, the jellyfish. I like the jellyfish. The jellyfish. Cause Don't those be have jelly. tentacles too. Yeah, yeah. Like jellyfish or like octopi or octopus, yeah, whatever you prefer. Definitely not pusses. No. Nope. <laughs> Go on my Instagram, actually, there's a, or just link the Inman article. I use the, the Brad Inman octopus yep. uh, photo. Anyways, all right, getting into the actual topic at hand here. Uh, so Brad's basically blaming the leaders, the brokers. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's blaming yep. the brokerage community for not doing enough uh, over the last 20 years to actually stop Zillow, right? Greg, hey, our buddy Haig's old terminology, stopping Zillow, yep. or just being able to provide the value to consumers that Zillow, the void that Zillow has filled in. He's got a lot of great questions in here. I want to read some of those questions and get your reaction, Nicole. Okay. Why hasn't the industry ever admitted that the process of buying and selling a home is too complicated for consumers? Instead of making it easier for their customers, they played it safe. Do you think they didn't want to make it easier because they were nervous about eliminating their role in the transaction? Do, do you think um, that was part of it? Of course, because I mean, I'm certain you still hear some agents talking about back in the day when they had the books. I mean, they had complete control over the purchasing and the selling of these homes because you had to have the book like in hand to know what was there for inventory. So the fact that there are still people within this industry that were around during the book and they talk about the book 100% shows me that not just the agents, but the brokers are were, were very concerned with yeah. losing control over not just the transaction, but but there, but obviously there are leads and and their listings too. So I mean, 
so I, this surprises me. I wouldn't call it playing it safe. I would call it playing it less transparent than they should have been. Because if you remember when Zillow originally came out, people didn't not like it, meaning people, the brokerage community, not like it because agents were feeding the beast and agents were you know, paying Zillow for leads. They didn't like it because the consumers could see all the listings and they didn't have to come to them to get an MLS feed necessarily. Right. Even though in the beginning, not all the listings were on there and all that kind of stuff. But that was the reaction to it. All right, some more of these questions. Why did industry leaders look the other way when many of their MLS organizations got wined and dined and received payments to sell their data to Zillow? Why did they look the other way? Well, go ahead. You answer it. I don't know that they uh, looked the other way, but you know, Zillow has done a good job whining and dying, dining even agents uh, to some degree at times. Yeah. Uh, so you know, hats off to them for for just being aggressive. I, I think I think some of it also boils down to the consumer in this situation, though, too, because again, within our our brokerage. Um, I think I told you this before you, you joined, we actually had to get our seller's consent to be on Zillow. This was way back, way back. Yes, right. Yeah. So they were actually eliminating all listings from Zillow. So the only way that your property would be on Zillow is if you signed a form saying you wanted to be on it, not to be off of it. So, But that was so short-lived because the kickback from sellers not seeing their house on Zillow and obviously from agents too, I mean, it was, it was virtually impossible for them to, to continue continue that route just with the amount of people coming in. So I do think that in this situation too, you know, again, unless they had another sort of large alternative, I mean, you had to be on Zillow because then you were really not doing your fiduciary responsibility to your seller. Here's a big one for me. Why didn't a large real estate company buy showing time, which we talked about last week, go back to 160 to check that out. Why didn't they buy dot loop? Why didn't they buy Trulia? Right, the industry titans, the people who really could affect change, chose to protect their turf instead. They all tried to build their own IP, like really own the tech. I'm building great tech over here uh, at X Brokerage instead of going and buying great technology like Dot Loop. Or I, I looked up truly when I read this uh, in Brad's article, and remember that sale we talked about it. When Zillow bought Trulia, they paid $2.5 billion. Seems When you look at Zillow stock today, it seems ridiculously cheap. When you look at showing time for a half a billion, I promise you, it already looks cheap to me, and I promise you a year from today, it's going to feel real, like a real bargain that right. they got. So yeah, why didn't they go buy some of this technology in, instead of trying to be uh, a software developer? doesn't make any sense. I mean- Literally, they all pulled together and they were going to do the uh, the broker upstream thing, right? And that got nowhere, really, essentially, uh, in, in terms of consumers using a different portal when these brokers got together and invested. They should have been getting together and investing in Trulia, which could have been a direct competitor to Zillow. That would have been the game. Well, it was a direct competitor of Zillow yeah. at that time. So yep. it's not like maybe it was. So. <laughs> Here's another one. Why didn't MLS execs create local porters portals like uh, Houston Association of Realtors, which we had on the yep. podcast? You can go back, I don't know, maybe 50 episodes or something like that. Probably right in the spring last year, I think, was, was when we had that conversation, right? Yeah, well, we were talking to them because that was the whole John Legend 
um, I remember mas- the master yeah. the master bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess late spring, you can go back and I don't know, maybe 40 episodes back, check out that. Uh, but they're the only trade association that is actually giving their agents a whole bunch of leads because they have the best portal, yes. search portal in their market. So consumers are actually choosing that over Zillow in order to, to consume. In, yeah. in their particular market, there's more consumers, they said this, using their product than yep. Zillow. So yep. brilliant. Yep. Houston Association of Realtors, way ahead of the curve. Yep. Uh, why did industry leaders remain silent when agents began to complain loudly that Zillow was exercising too much clout with their customers? They knew what was at stake, but they chose not to confront these competitive realities, that one, I just don't know what you're going to do. The consumers are going to speak and attention is going to go where the consumers are. Don't know about that, but I think, I feel like what was, what happened here is that time almost moved too quickly. 20 years. Well, but I, but I, but again, if, if you're concerned about building out tech for your agents, you know, back end uh, CRMs, you know, every company under the sun is up with their own CRM. You know, if you're spending a lot of time on that, you don't have time to, to, to be listening to the complaints because all you're really, I think all these companies were really sort of concentrating on where, how can I help? How can I help my agent? What can I do to recruit agents to my company? What can I offer? What can I offer to make the, their lives easier? And, and they, and they just, they weren't listening. They weren't listening. And ultimately why Zillow and even teams took over this industry, it's because brokers stopped supplying leads to their agents, right? Well, leads and, and support for sure. Yeah, yeah, but definitely leads. I mean, you yeah. can wait the rest of your career if you're counting on the broker to to send you leads. So Well, right, and, and they'll lead you to believe that if you sit there at the desk that there's lots oh, of yeah. call, lots of phone calls <laughs> coming in. <laughs> Be quiet that this office I'm sitting in does that old practice. <laughs> Anyways. Uh so this I mean, good piece by Brad. Brad always writes a good opinion piece. Uh he closes by asking the question, is the game over? I've been on record by saying, yeah, game over. Uh, Zillow is going to dominate the next 10 years. He says, no, no, it's not over, but the industry must act on a new digital mandate and invest in the future. There's no better time than now, or there was no better time than 10 years ago. I added that, Uh, but go check this piece out. We're definitely going to link that up. Love your thoughts, your comments. Who are you blaming in the comments? Are you blaming Zillow? Or are you blaming your leaders? That could be your broker. That could be your uh, local board association. That could also be NAR, right? NAR hasn't really done anything well, to help its members they, they, in well, this they, particular. And they, and they gave uh, up com years ago. So, like, right. they, I mean, they, they relinquished the control over that, too. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think yeah. there's multiple blames there. But And Realtor now is just another Zillow. Obviously, the partnership with Op City and, you know, Rupert Murdoch owning that. that it's really, it, you're right. It, it has no value to NAR like it once did. So. Right. All right. Going to a Realtor.com article. Got by the way. Racket number two. These people rushed to buy homes during COVID. Now they regret it. This is actually a Wall Street Journal article that... If you, we're going to link up the realtor.com article because the paywall is down. If you go to Wall Street Journal, you obviously got to have to pay. Yeah, yeah you got to pay. All right. So here's the thing. I don't know if you read through this, Nicole. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the first buyer they're talking about in Santa Clarita. Mm-hmm. She had, she was a graphic designer. She paid 600K for the house. But after sleeping there for only a few nights, 
she had an unfortunate unfortunate realization that she hated the house. So did she really hate the area or did she hate the house? That one to me seems like she just bought a bad house. Right. She, she goes on and references a few other examples. There's a there's one couple uh, from Brooklyn, New York that moved back to California. California. First of all, they bought like a $2 million house. I mean, this is not relatable to too many buyers in this situation here, but they, they buy like a $2 million house and like woodpeckers destroyed it or something like that. Well, it yeah. sounds like within the, this specific neighborhood, woodpeckers are a huge issue. Yeah. And because they were in a multiple offer situation, they they didn't do the due diligence that they thought, well, that they, they think that they should have done if they weren't in the middle of a pandemic. So again, to me, they're getting more on like the specific house and not necessarily like, oh, I moved out of the city. I moved out of Brooklyn and I, wish, and I right. hate the area, no, right? It's, it's, it's mostly about the homes. But I think they're also what they're what they're trying to convey here is that a lot of people are sort of giving up that that ability to do a home inspection in order to win the multi bid. Correct. And then these are all sort of the downfalls with 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 doing that. Yeah, there's no inventory. We've been talking about that forever. We're at first of all. This is such a kind of a, like a little snapshot of what's going on because she only references a handful of buyers in this article. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a she that wrote it. Yeah. Candace Taylor yeah. Yep. only references a handful of these examples. So this isn't some widespread situation we're dealing with. I have said, and I think I've even said on the podcast, there will come a point in time where some of the New Yorkers that thought they were going to be living like in our neck of the woods in Connecticut like for the rest of their lives and working from, you know, the third and fourth bedroom that they turned into home offices for the rest of their lives they are going to find out that they have to go back to the office at some point that's right. going to happen. And that could change the purchase uh, mentality for some folks. But overall, I mean, this is very much a, uh, I don't know, a one-off here and there. I mean, we have a, we have a situation on the team where, you know, a uh, an agent on our team put a listing up page put a listing up and that is from buyers who have you know bought during this time frame they're going to make money by the way because the market they're accelerated gonna, well that's just it i mean now would actually be the time to sell but their situation is not because of the home right it's because they they do they do not like it here so right. I, and i kind of agree with you there more i think that we're going to see that probably over the next and again it it like may not be because they don't years. like it. I, I do agree that it's probably going to be more because they do need to go back. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I definitely, I'm not seeing it with the homes because, again, I, I'm finding that, in all honesty, that a lot of these New York buyers are really needing their hands held a lot. And yeah. they are asking a lot of questions that, you know, a, a typical and again, we're talking about just Connecticut, you know, someone that's already living here wouldn't necessarily ask. So again, I do think that even though people are, are, are maybe making bad choices, I'm finding that people are asking a lot more yeah. questions about properties because they are just not used to having roofs that are theirs right. or and, yard. And, and there's not a lot of, you know, new construction options in every single market right now. Some markets there are obviously, but, but you know, uh, there's not enough homes available so that which means there's not enough that are very good high quality new updated right. and because the market's accelerated so much and nobody wants to sell and there's huge demand some of these dog properties that have been sitting around those sellers are cash in they're like i'm, I'm getting rid of this piece of crap and there's multiple right. offers so yeah uh, there's going to be some mistake purchases and people are going to have to put some money in like welcome to home ownership you're going to have to fix that crap up, especially right. if you're buying old stuff. Um, yeah, and there's going to be some regret. that When you have this many purchases, the most purchases 
ever happening. There's going to be some regret. Of course. This particular article is a big racket because it, they're only referencing a few instances. So again, it leads you to believe like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a lot of people that moved out of the, it, it leads you to believe a little bit that all the people that moved out of cities and, and relocated are now regretting it. That's certainly not the case. And the people that could afford to make it a second home, not a primary, they're not going to regret it. They're going to love the experience right. uh, of being able to like dip in and out of the city. Uh, if you are in a suburb uh, or, you know, a rural part, I'd love to hear you in the comments. Uh, let us know if you know of any buyers that already have regret one year in, less than a year in, really, from buying. But I think that art article is a total racket, but good talking point well, for us. I, yeah, I mean, I, but I also think it's interesting because it's it, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. So I, I just, I don't know, I... Uh... I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like it's silly that we're talking about woodpeckers because I'm not in a neighborhood with woodpeckers, but like you still have to, you still have to worry about woodpeckers. Yeah. yeah. Woodpeckers and octopuses. That's Well, and bees. They were talking about bees. Like they moved <laughs> because there were bees. I'm like, just get rid of the bees. The, the theme of the show is, is animals. It's like the animal <laughs> uh, planet. True that. All right. Marketeer of the week. This is actually a NAR article. Big news. Everybody's talking about this in the Facebook forums. Love letters or liability letters. What's the problem with the love letters, Nicole? You love the love letter. Well, so I do. So this is a very interesting article um, that it's actually from October. So it's interesting that it's kind of coming to our attention now and it's sort of trending now. But um, I, I think that it is obviously probably surfacing because a lot of people are encouraging people to write love letters of course. to it, buyers. It, it, we're it's in that market. Of, it's, and, and again, that's why it's the marketeer of the week because it's it's been a part of the multiple offer package. You know, you mm -hmm. include a letter. And it's interesting because I feel like on the if I'm a buyer's agent, I'm still going to 100% encourage my buyers to write the letter. It's not against the law. Like you're not going to get in trouble for it. But I you're not going to get in trouble for giving them the idea right, of writing it. Right. But where it gets very interesting is now. And where on, can you get in trouble? On the list side, if 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 the buyer is talking about uh, they're a family, um, they have children, or they can't wait to watch their children be raised there, or um, again, you're signing off with a man, like two men or two women, or like there's so many instances where people are obviously talking very much about whom they are, like what, what their familial status is. That's all against fair housing. And you are 100% putting your seller into a situation yep. where if they're making the choice based on these love letters and these, these stories, I mean, God forbid another agent finds out that they picked another buyer because they found out that it was a family. I mean, you can get a really pissed off buyer that's lost 15 homes in multiple offer situations and completely go against that seller and claim that it was against fair housing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not yeah. anything that I've ever thought of before, um, but definitely something that um, we all need to be aware of. What I thought was also interesting, if you're the listing agent and you read the letter, you now could be liable just by reading the letter. Because here's the thing, even so they share uh, you know, family status and, you know, racial status, something like that well, fair, in the letter. Fair, well, uh, right, right. No matter which decision you go now, like if you go with them, you could be being biased because Absolutely. they share this information or you don't go with them. You could right. be being biased because you, so like either way, 
Yeah. If you have that information, Nightmare. You, you now could be in a sticky spot. So I actually like what I've been doing for years. I never read them because I don't have time to read that crap. Could care less about their emotional mindset. I'm representing my seller. I usually, my game is I call the seller and I say, hey, I got a love letter in. I haven't read it. You know, I'm advising you to just focus on this particular transaction like it's a business transaction because that's right. what it is you're moving on from the home do you want me to send it to you so that you can read it and when well, you put I, it I, I, when I you think... put it like that most of the sellers say no I'm good right well but I but I do think though that if you're if your seller still does want to read them because there are going to be some situations some, some of them do I, I, and, and I bet there'll, there'll be situations where they're um, maybe like estate situations where they're now selling mom and dad's house or, um, or, or again, maybe it's a house that you've been in forever. Like you kind of want to know who is moving in. How many times, how right, many but... times has someone has, ha, have you shown a house? No, I know. I know. And, and we're not even talking about offers, but they're like, Hey, before I confirm your showing, can you tell me something about your buyer? Like even right. that is like kind of crossing the line a little bit too. It so. absolutely is. And so you have to, if you're going to, if you're going to say to your seller, like, Hey, do you want to read the letter? Oh, I want to well, read it. I want to know all about if, it. If, you if have they to tell them that they, they could be, yes. well, you, you got to give them all these liability. I say, hey, I'm not reading it and I don't want you to share that information with me. Yeah. I'm going to advise you on the transaction. I'm going to advise you on, on, uh, you know, the, the real estate part of this, right. I'm not going to even touch. Well, and here's the possible stuff. consequences. If you do read these letters too, I, I don't even think sellers are taking that into account. And to be quite honest, me as an agent in the business for over 10 years, like I never really even thought about it that way either. So yeah. All right. So in, in the comments, are you still advising your buyers to write love letters? Yes or no to love letters would love. And, or are and if, you recommending your sellers read yeah. those love letters? Yes. And on the reverse, what are you doing as a listing agent in the comments? If you haven't subscribed yet, please do on YouTube, the real word channel, uh, go hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this, would love for you, would love for you to leave us uh, a five-star review on the podcast or whatever review, you know, whatever you, maybe it's a two, maybe it could be, I would hope it's a five, it's but if we're not delivering five, then, well, then don't leave a five. They probably give you a two because of your lighting. Yeah, definitely. Well, if they're listening on Spotify, they don't know <laughs> about my lighting today, which actually is, is pretty good. It's great. All right. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right. See ya. Yeah, I, I hope so. Jeepers. Right. Yep. Yeah. See you guys. We'll definitely see him. <laughs> Keep it real. All right. Bye.